You can you can hear how foul these are. Oh, no. Smell these. <coughs> no, these are. So the blue ones, they have like a like an oaky afterbirth. Oaky putrid afterbirth. Smell the red ones. What are those like? Hmm. Nice. More floral. Well, this has got like a nice zest to it. A nice zest to it. So this this getting, getting notes of tulip. This is. <laughs> It's got some uh, rhubarb in it. Rhubarb. <laughs> rhubarb. Aren't those the drag races? <laughs> rhubarb drag races. <laughs> Imagine biting into a talkie. You're like, is that fucking rhubarb? That fucking rhubarb? Is that fucking, what was the fish we were talking about? Brandino? Oh, Brandino. Brandino. Brand, Brand, yeah, it's Brandino. It's Brandino flavored talkie. Yeah, so we got uh, red talkies and blue talkies. Oh, no. You know, we're feeling very patriotic because these are white bowls. Yeah, this is, um, you know, this is the 4th of July week. <laughs> It's the Fourth of July special. A little, this is the Fourth of July special. A little bit early. A little early, but you know we got to show out for our nation. We have to overcorrect because people will make assumptions about us. Exactly. From our skin. Exactly. What's wrong with our skin? Well, nothing's wrong with it. You know, some some people are born differently and made differently. <laughs> born, but, we're, but we're all which is just, just we're all left born, in the oven too long. Yeah, left in, <laughs> it was supposed to be three hundred degrees. We left it at four seventy-five degrees <laughs> for fifty minutes. For fifty minutes instead of twenty minutes. I, I was making white bread. Again. <laughs> I was making Wonder Bread. Why did I get marble rye? Today is June 27th, 2021. Well, for me it is. For you guys, it'll be June 2030th. Wednesday? Wednesday is going to be the 30th? I think so. I think Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we got the news update here. This is Hot Pocket, and only the second time I've properly introduced the show. <laughs> and this is your host, Saad Mahmood. My co-host, something a little different. Who are you? I am uh, Jonas and Gupta. I am uh, Saad's evil alter ego. The more evil one. And you thought it couldn't get any evil. You thought it couldn't get any worse. <laughs> oh, God. There's always something worse. There's always something worse. Like a blue talkie. <laughs> the blue talkie to your red talkie. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Red talkies are good. See, the problem with that analogy is red talkies are great. Okay. Okay. How about Shreyar's the red talkie? Yes. You're the blue talkie. Yeah. I'm what, the, what the fuck are you? <laughs> I'm the green talkie. <laughs> you're like, I'm like, Shreyar's Mario. You're Wario. Like, wham. <laughs> What are you in this scenario then? Uh, I'm Toad. <laughs> That's gonna be so loud for you guys. I will make a point to edit that down. Um, but yeah, oh Sherryar is in Louisiana. He's in New Orleans right now. Wow. It was supposed to storm like really badly. Are you serious? He, well, he got lucky. It's just humid. It's fine now. Oh, just humid. So yeah, he's probably it's just, like, so he's just he's he's, he's he, wet. He's very wet. He's very wet. The streets aren't though. So he's lucked out. Oh uh, <clears throat> but per tradition, as we always do, we. And this time, Jonah, in place of Sherryar, went to a new food place. Yes. Jonah, talk about your experience with the Uzbek people. The Uzbek people. More like Uzbek people. Am I right? <laughs> Boom. Uh, I'm just making that joke because <laughs> my geography is terrible. He's made it five times already. <laughs> I made it at least five times today. I made it at least five times. You, it, was, <laughs> it was, I mean, I, I'll have to admit it. Like, for a cuisine I did not know about until, like, earlier this morning, it was fantastic. It's very good food. Fantastic. It's not as, like, spicy no. as South Asian food. No. But the flavor profile is, the, the, the meat 
is fairy tale. Yes, I think what they um, maybe dialed down in the seasoning and the spice, they really bring up with the quality of the meat. So mm-hmm. like the moisture and like that type of stuff that you get from the meat is fantastic. Yeah, the lamb we got was crazy. Oh yeah, we had lamb chops. Good. We got lamb chops. Crazy we got good. beef kebabs. Yes, we got chicken. And we had chicken kebabs, and yeah. then we had eggplant salad. Yes. Which honestly, the eggplant salad is Egg, bomb. The eggplant salad was great. They like stuffed it with like a cheese or something. Was it a yogurt? Like a yogurt. Yogurt. Yo, girl. <laughs> yo, girl. Hey, yo, girl. Yo, girl. Come get this eggplant salad. That's that's how Jonah talked to the waitress. It was very demeaning. <laughs> I did not appreciate that from him. Yeah. Why did she not look at me in the eye afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> I hope I get a good tip. Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Uh, but on today's docket, yeah. we're talking. What is the theme of today? What's the do- what's um, the theme of today? What was the episode name you pitched to me prior? Britcoin. 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 That was just amazing. And we're not talking about the UK cryptocurrency. Ooh. Which I'm gonna get Boris Johnson on that. My good, my good friend Boris. <laughs> Your good friend. My, ter- can we talk about how terrible of a name that is? Boris. Bad, I would name like an ugly dog that. If, so if I had like a like a like a malformed pug, and the one of the pug's parents is actually a beaver. Do not give anyone false expectations. Like, oh Boris, oh, like, oh, oh, I'm sure he's handsome. No, no, it's, I'm letting. It, as the father, I'm letting you know. I'm letting you know. It, it looks like a Boris. What do you think is like a name that a, a, a human parent gives to their kid if they know? Like, I'm gonna be disappointed in you. Garth. G- Garth. Garth. Anyone think the th like a phoneme? The th phoneme is just miserable. Garth. Keith. 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 Um. Beth. Beth. Like, well, Beth is a nicer name than Keith. But Beth, like, I don't know. I just think of like a nice Christian going woman with Beth. Well, what's wrong with that, Jonah? There's what's wrong, wrong, what's with, wrong with being a God fearing, Bible loving Christian? No, that's true. There's a lot wrong that's with true. that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wanted You're to get you. I'm, I'm, I'm leading you astray. <laughs> oh, my God. But, what, what were we talking Oh, yes. Britcoin. Britcoin. So the Brit is short for Britney Spears. It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> It's Britney, bitch. Can you name two songs by Britney Spears? Toxic. Uh huh. It's Britney, bitch. Oh, there was the one that came out in 2008. What? Um, Womanizer. Womanizer. That's three. That Ooh, is three. and you know oh Womanizer was a bop. Womanizer was good. But I was never a Britney Spears type. I I, got, I did not really listen to music until I was like 13. What do you mean? I, I watched Disney and played video games. Well, the OSTs, baby. Yeah, you, yeah. You all the, there you, you go. Know, you're right. Zelda, you were you were probably. I definitely did. Yeah, yes. I had those songs memorized as a kid. Oh yeah, songs, songs. There were no, words. they're songs. They're well, pe- it's, pieces. It's, they're it's, pieces. It's, it's art. It's art. Y'all it's are artwork. down here. Exactly. I'm up here. Exactly. But if you guys don't know, there. Well, the documentary about Britney Spears came out earlier this year. Yes. So this yes. was a long time coming. Yes. Long, <laughs> long timing. Well, there was that one viral video that guy. Remember okay. years ago? Okay. Oh. Yeah. Stop leaving Britney alone. Look, that was we, one of the first viral videos on yeah. the internet. Ba- What's his name? Now that's gonna that's gonna Chris, me. you look it up. Britney. Um, but basically, there's yeah. a big debacle debate. Debacle. Everybody, she's kind of a meme now yes. because of her mental. Chris Crocker. Bro- Chris Crocker. Chris Crocker. He was not Betty out. Crocker. Not Betty Crocker. She's not black, is she? <laughs> that's Aunt Jemima. <laughs> which one? Why does it matter? I'm just asking. <laughs> well, I just want to know which one's who. So which little Debbie, one? little Debbie's a little white girl. Yeah, little Aunt Jemima was the yes. was a black woman, but now she's just gone. Who? Aunt Jemima. She's not in the bottles anymore. I thought they just completely disbanded the brand. No, the brand's still around. We have Aunt Jemima bottles at home, and I looked okay. at the bottle. And what is it now? Is they literally just got rid of the logo, and made like more like yellow background. And the and, logo's the same. And Uncle Ben's. I think they took Uncle Ben off Uncle Ben's. Oh my god. 
Wow. Peter Parker's going to be so upset. That's what he was crying about. <laughs> he was crying. The rice. I left it in too long. Oh, fucking it is so simple to make, and I left it in for I left twice it in the long. cooker for thirty seconds too long. Freaking <laughs> destroyed. With great power comes great moisture. Great cars. Moisture. Great moisture. Oh, that's the word of the day. We'll have a moisture counter. Shut up and sit down. Okay, so Brittany. Brittany. Brittany Spears. She's come out in a public testimony. Yes. About. Basically, there's a big debate, not debate, frankly. No. Uh, her parents, her dad, her dad and yeah. a state-sponsored <clears throat> council yeah. have been appointing guardianship of her because she was deemed, in 2008, she was deemed too cognitively disabled, yes. for lack of a better term, yeah. uh, to handle her own assets and health and well-being. Correct. She can't handle her own estate. Yeah. Which, <clears throat> admittedly, she's admitted on her own terms that initially... That was for her own good because she did need that to handle. She would have yeah. blown everything out, right? Yeah. But since then, she's lost the ability to control anything in her life. She has no access to her finances. The most salacious and, and most disgusting part of this whole story is that an IUD was placed in her. Yeah. That she has no say about when she can get it out. And that was in, insane. When, when was the IUD um, I her. think it was 2016. 2016. Yeah, 2016. IUD was placed inside of her. Um, she's not allowed to get married to her longtime boyfriend. Yeah. Um, she already has kids also. She already right? has kids. Yeah. But that was from a previous. That was from a previous marriage. A, with K-Fed. With K-Fed. Hey! K-Fed, the original D-bag. The, <laughs> if you think of early 2000s, 2005, yeah. dirt bag, that's Kevin Federline. Frosted tips. Frosted tips. Uh, trashy tattoos on his arm. He had Wearing uh, a wife beater. Imagine like Guy Fieri, but 90s. <laughs> That's like what I think of when I think oh of like like in sync but trash. Yes. But she dated Justin Timberlake too for a little bit. He, oh my god! But that was like a big thing also with Justin Timberlake is like he like came out and like like said like terrible things about her and that type of stuff. So yeah, I, I don't know. JT's not great in my book. JT, he's. I know he made a statement about this. Like this is wrong. What's happening? It's like, I'm sure you knew about this. Yes, hundred percent. It's like he's just saying it now that it's like a public story. Yeah. Um, but as I mentioned before, a documentary about this whole thing came out a couple months ago. Right. Um, so this was going to happen anyways, mm-hmm. and now it's a much bigger story. Yes, correct. I think people are very focused on the IUD part, which they fucking oh, should yeah. because it's gross. It's insane. But what we like to do here at Hot Pocket. At Hot Pocket. At, at, Jonah's a known known quantity of Hot Pocket. Yes. He's been with us in spirit since day one. Since day one. Since day one, which was only 30 days ago, <laughs> give, or, give or take. <laughs> we like to take the pop topics the socially relevant topics, the things Correct. that get all the clicks. Correct. And use those as jumping off points. Yes. Because I I happened, I was looking up a definition for another word the other day. What? Um, I think heuristics. I wanted to like... Heuristics. Heuristics is like how you view the world and how your yeah. perspective is formed. But basically, when I was doing that, Google autofill conservatorship. Mm-hmm. Okay? So what that indicates to me is that people did not even know what conservatorship or guardianship was until this Britney story came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that it's kind of like, remember when uh, people were getting furloughed from work? Yeah. And people were started Googling, what the fuck does furloughed mean? Yeah. Right? So... What is the difference between furlough and laying someone off? Is it the same thing? Furlough means you're still technically like on the job. Okay. But you don't, you don't get paid. You oh. have no hours. Okay. But... You just can't go into work. Oh, I think I read about that because, yeah. like, during the pandemic, a lot of people were furloughed. Yeah, but they weren't let go, so they w- couldn't receive unemployment. Yeah, that the, not being able to receive unemployment is like the major issue yes. with that because they still want you on the docket to bring yeah. you back when they're ready. Which is kind of crazy now because a lot of a lot of states are basically repealing the unemployment benefits now, mm-hmm. but people don't have jobs. Yeah, 
So people are like, wait a second, you're taking away the only way I can pay for rent. That is a whole topic into itself. Yes. But basically, basically the guardianship conservatorship, if you don't know, power of attorney is probably a a phrase you're more familiar with. Basically, your legal rights, your financial rights are handed over to somebody else. Yes. And the state has to make that determination. There are about, and the data is very fuzzy on this, at least a million and a half people in America mm-hmm. who are under custodianship, guardianship, conservatorship mm-hmm. towards somebody else. And this is mostly an issue with the elderly and the disabled. Mm-hmm. Obviously, what's happening to Brittany is terrible, tragic, but frankly, I think she is going to get the platform she needs to talk about her own issues. Right. And so I kind of want to highlight more of the people who do get left behind yeah. in this conversation. People who don't have, not that she really has any real means because she doesn't have access to them, which is the whole point, mm-hmm. but people who aren't going to get that light shown on them. Right. Um, <clears throat> Does it make you, this is like an interesting question, uh-huh. do you feel bad for Brittany? Like, oh, yeah. Given, given like, you know, mm-hmm. I understand her context, um, you know, with her situation and everything, but, you know, playing the devil's advocate, yeah. you could say, like, she's still a multimillionaire. She's mm-hmm. still, you know, living a great life. Yeah. She, you know, maybe she doesn't, um, you know, work on her terms, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's a more interesting question. Like, do you feel bad for someone, yeah. even though like their means like may dictate otherwise? Yeah. So let's. So you said she's a multimillionaire, right? Yeah. So let's look at that specifically. Multimillionaire, million dollars. Yeah. She's probably got. I think the, the actual quote that they gave was fifty million dollars. Sixty million. Sixty yeah. million in assets, million, right? Yeah. The problem is that she doesn't control that. No. She has no ownership of no. that. And the, and even like in the personal details, she said that she has like two. Um, nursemaids who follow her around she can't change her own clothes without them oh, watching her wow she can't drive without somebody like who's appointed to drive with her she mm-hmm. can't see her friends mm-hmm. so excuse me i feel bad for her like yeah. on a personal like on a human level yeah but often with anything with celebrities and maybe i overcorrect for these things i don't spend a lot of time talking about them and this is more of an egregious example but especially with things where like if a celebrity feels sad or says they have like mental health problems i'm like You'll be fine. Yeah, you you have you have you have millions of dollars that you have access to you for the therapy. Means. You have the means for counseling. You have the means for therapy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so it is unfortunate that people have to see a famous person to recognize societal ills that are yeah. broad and right. systemic. Right. But if it gets a job done, if it, if it the flashlight gets where it needs to, but I, I'm okay with it. Have you felt like that's what this um is doing right now? This whole thing on the like the on the guardianship with Britney do you think it's like shedding a light on it or, or do you feel like it's just like an isolated case I think time will tell on that one right. um I think people I think I don't think enough people are going to take this for its broad applicability right but maybe that's what we're here for yeah maybe that's we're, what we're here for we're, we're the driving force we're the driving force we're moving the needle we're moving the needle we're moving far up the the oppression's ass all the way up. All the way up. We're going to hate your G-spot. Ding! <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no more. No, please, no. It's <laughs> no like, no, more. justice must be had. <laughs> um, so I guess I guess uh, get ourselves started. Yeah. Uh, in preparation for this, I mm-hmm. read an article, which I, I was vaguely aware of, and mm-hmm. it's from the New Yorker, written yeah. in 2017. Okay. And it's an expose into guardianship and conservatorship issues in Nevada, because that is a whole economy unto itself. The short of it is that there are, you know, state-appointed uh, councils who have ownership of the legal rights of elderly people, right? Any one of those people has like 3,000 cases, 3,000 people that they're responsible for, mm-hmm. and they run it like a fucking business. And so one of the most interesting things I found was that 
when let's say the daughter of some of like an elderly person right calls this representative and asks like because oftentimes the family members don't know that their parents were placed under um the jurisdiction of the state mm-hmm. they, they don't even know about this so they'll oftentimes they'll call oh and say God. what happened why are my parents not at home why did i have to like go search for them yeah and the council will say don't worry about it it's legal right which whatever they the a state of the elderly people oh get charged for that call. I know. They constantly get billed for these minor things, and the only limitation is that the state has to say, it just can't be unreasonable. You get to decide what unreasonable is. Oh, my God. That's just law in general, though. Like They yeah. have these like subjective yeah. terms, like unreasonable, beyond exactly. like a reasonable doubt and that type of stuff. It's mm-hmm. just like, what is reasonable? Exactly. And that type of thing. Like We bathe and feed them. Yeah. But beyond that, how often they, do you bathe and feed them? Yeah, honestly. How often are you medicate? Are you medicating them too much? Yeah. Which is a very common thing. Yeah, Over medicating them and making them. sure like they're complacent and yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, so you read that in 2017? Um, well, that, the articles 20, from 2017. The articles from 2017. Yeah. And it, it went into Nevada specifically because that seems to be a. What happened was is because obviously Nevada has low taxes, and oh, so a okay. lot of older people started going there to retire, right? Oh, okay. And so as they got older. As their mental ability and cognitive ability kind of went down, but not enough to the point where they couldn't reasonably like yeah. uh, take care of themselves, a lot of lawyers started seeing an opportunity there. A lot of family law practitioners started seeing an opportunity there. So they kind of followed the money. I see. And they established like a whole legal system around there to follow the geriatric community that was already there because there's a display mm-hmm. amount of geriatric. I would imagine Florida probably has something very Yeah, I, w- I, w- I would guess as well. Like Naples, which I might get getting a beach Uh-oh. home down there. Uh-oh, spoiler. Uh-oh. We might have to take this show on the road. Uh, I'm going to put my mom in one of these. <laughs> take her away. <laughs> mom, if you're listening to this episode, I would never do that. In this mood, I'm so sorry. Unless you, you fuck around. <laughs> now you're going to find out. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, but what are you? What are your thoughts on that? Like, what, what have you seen any of this in your yeah, experience or read anything? Yeah, on that? yeah, that's really. I mean, it's just funny when you brought this up with the with the Britney stuff. I immediately um, pivoted to this movie that I watched called uh, "I Care a Lot." Mm-hmm. It got like a lot of buzz and that type of stuff. Um, you know, Oscar buzz and everything. It stars Rosamund Pike. Do you know who Rosamund Pike is? She no. was in like um, Gone Girl. Um, oh, I've seen Gone Girl. Who was she in Gone Girl? She was the main character. She was made opposite Ben Affleck. She was the one. Who why why did like, I think that was Meryl Streep? Bro. Well, Meryl Streep's a lot older than. So actually, you know, maybe I should not have thought. Maybe I should not have thought that. Oh, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, I don't know. Does she look like a younger Meryl Streep? Opposite Meryl Streep as his contemporary. Naturally. Naturally. Naturally, Meryl no, Streep. I'm, I'm not saying Meryl Streep is too old for anything. I'm just saying, you know. You know, contextually given, for the role. Given the role, it would not have made given sense. Given the role, I would not say it would make sense. No. But no. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I digress. Um, I Care A Lot is basically around that. It's about a con woman, mm-hmm. con woman um, that basically uh, takes advantage of the elderly. Yeah. What she does is that she has like this network of, of people, a doctor, someone who works at a retirement home. I forget. I think it's based in Florida. I may be wrong. I think it's based in Florida where they basically um, find like disadvantaged old people Uh they see like oh wow like they have a lot of money like their family doesn't live in the state they don't live with their family and then the dot and then the doctor she works with the doctor to diagnose them as like have dementia or they say have they have something wrong with them Mm -hmm. then she gets she coordinates with the doctor she takes that case to the court and then the judge who's basically in on it deems them that they need guardianship 
you know, mm-hmm. they need someone yeah. to actually watch after them. That's where her and her firm comes in. Mm-hmm. Basically, what happens is that they basically shove that old person into a retirement yeah. home. They seize all their assets. They liquidate everything. Yes, yes. And port. they manage their finances. Yeah. And what they do, they take like a 99% fee off the top. Mm-hmm. They leave them with nothing. And they don't, they don't let the um, individual talk yeah. to their family anymore. It, yes, that's that's a key point. Yes. They I don't mean, want, they don't yeah. want, I, it, it, like the movie, you know, some probably somewhat dramatized it yeah. basically. But it was scary because yeah. the, thing, the thing is like she's this con artist, but she was maneuvering completely in the realm of legality. Yeah. Like everything she does was legal, and then obviously the movie takes a turn when she like you know who Peter Dinklage is. Yeah. Um, takes a turn. He like is like a Russian mob boss in it or whatever, and she like targets Russian small boss. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! He can be. He, he's big in personality. Yeah, he's, he's, he's big, big in stature. Well, not stature. Uh, yeah. well. <laughs> um, but he basically she um takes advantage of his mom. Oh. And then it like then it really just like unravels for her. Like I think the doc- doctor gets killed. No spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> I have a remove your recommendation. By the way, here's a major plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it just like unravels completely. But then at the end of the end of the day, um, at the end of the movie, they go in cahoots with each other, like uh-huh. because then they set up like a whole network across the nation. Basically, they yeah. expand because with his like capital, they're able to like expand to every single state across the world. That type it's of stuff. So it's like a dystopic reality. At Jesus that point. Christ! But you know, like it's it's probably dramatized, but it, I think it should be because for people in that situation, yeah. it's horrifying. Yes. And one of the key points you pointed out was like getting the hospitals and doctors involved. Yeah. In the article I read, they made a point that, especially in New York, it's very common for hospitals and private care practices to just kind of let this happen yeah. because the old people are not paying their bills on time. Oh and so God. they are like, we don't give a shit. We just need, we're going to get you in there so that way the state can get involved and we can get our money. Exactly. And so the, the profit motive is what's ultimately driving all of this, mm-hmm. right? Um, because it's creating a whole economy now where like people's jobs are on the line yeah. in these areas where it's like very common. Mm-hmm. And there was one particular example where a woman who was the head of one of the retirement homes, she had a bit of a, she had a moral conscience, right? She recognized what was happening, what was wrong. She didn't realize it until she got there. All she did, she's not the state accounted, uh, state appointed representative. She just like heads a retirement home. Mm-hmm. All she did was tell the daughter of one of the residents that like, don't worry, your mother's stable because she the daughter was worried her mother was like very unstable and going to commit suicide. All she did was say, your mother's fine, don't worry. The state appointed representative, who was a woman named um, April Parks, I think, she had demanded beforehand that none of their information get out whatsoever, none, right? No medical information whatsoever. And so, all, because this woman, all she said was, your mom's not going to kill herself. This woman, April Banks or whatever her name was had her fired oh my god that's how much power that you have in those positions but, but what i i guess yeah the the only motive is nefarious because why else would you not want the family to know what the yeah. medical status is yeah like what what if because the thing is the logical thing is like if there is someone who's able-bodied mm-hmm. and willing to finance like say if they have next of kin or whatever yeah then they should, you know, they should be responsible for that. I, th- I, th- I feel like the court should come, like, after, like, the next of kin and say, you know what, yeah. you need to take care of this or else this will happen. Instead yeah. of the alternative, which yeah. is what's happening, is where they're just taking them. Yeah. I mean, the alternative is supposed to be a worst alternative. It's yeah. supposed to be a last resort. Exactly. But like you said, the law is so nebulous. It, like, the text can say whatever. Yeah. But in practice, it'll appear a different yeah. way. 
I mean, like in Nevada state law, it's supposed, it's literally like codified as like, this is like a last resort, mm-hmm. a next of kin should go first, but yeah. it never works out no. that way because the judges are, are involved in this ecosystem yeah. or like just socially habituated but, to like the representatives were like, oh no, I trust them. Yeah. But what, what was kind of like depicted in this movie as well, there's also the dimension of time mm-hmm. because if they, if the doctor deems that if there's like some type of thing that requires immediate attention, like if they have dementia and they uh-huh. need immediate help, they call like this emergency hearing uh-huh. where the family is not even no, like um, yeah. invited. Yeah, yeah. And so the, the judge needs to make an immediate decision. Mm. So there's like that aspect of time yeah. where it needs to be immediate. So then if the judge is like, okay, I don't see a family member here. They're not yeah. taking care of them. You know, we're going to give them to the state. It's going to become a ward of the state. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Well, at the end of the movie, to suffice to say, uh, she gets got. Yeah, did Dinklage get her? No, uh-huh. no, no. I you th- it's building up this entire movie that Dinklage is going to get her. Uh-huh. Um, but then you know at the end of the movie where like she basically bests Peter Dinklage's character, they go in cahoots, they start this national network of these homes. She goes on TV, she says like how she like cares a lot for these people, hence the movie name. Uh-huh. Um, and then at the end, this person who basically was like like threatening her at the beginning, like for saying you took away my grandmother, yeah. shoots her. <gasps> shoots her. Oh, Shekhov's gun. Yes. Oh, and, and right before the end because you think like oh she got away with it oh she got away with it i'm kind of mad that you spoiled this now because i now i want to see it knowing that what would happen i would have loved to see that yeah it was just like such oh my god i think we sh- that should happen in real life <laughs> we should shoot no i'm not gonna say that oh, i'm not gonna say no. i'm not gonna say that no 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 don't oh, don't no, do that don't do that no oh, yeah. no but i think people should pay more attention like at the very least if you have elderly people in your lives, mm-hmm. if you have, uh, and we've been talking about the elderly, but for disabled people, everything exactly same thing the applies. Same. Exact same, same thing. thing applies because in both cases, these are people who often don't have that much of an ability to defend for themselves. Well, yeah, even speak for themselves in that yeah. in that regard, or, or they can be easily manipulated. Right, and so they'll be coerced in these situations where they lose control of their assets, and like you said, like literally. Private equity will literally go in and sell off all your assets. Yeah. I, I think the number I, I read was in Nevada, I think just in Clark County, there's about like $3 billion worth of assets that they forfeited. And it's just all going to private companies and these people do not know that their shit was stolen. This one old man like asked about a painting oh that his God. son who passed away from a motorcycle accident made for him. Oh my God. And they said, oh, we sold and he fucking cried. Yeah. Jesus, People just don't dude. give a shit about the disabled or the elderly. Oh, man. It is such a conundrum, you know, because I think, you know, there's such a industry around it nowadays to, like, even check. You know, even if you, as, 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 a, as a child, want to check your parent into it, into mm-hmm. a home or whatever, because you don't have the means to take care of them every single day. Yeah. It is such a financial sink. Mm-hmm. It's like thousands of dollars a month to do yeah. that. Um, and there's no insurance. There's no one else to help you out. Yeah. That's that's on your bill. Or I mean, the alternative is you have them live with you. Yeah. But then you need you know well, that's as a burden older, in itself. That's a burden in itself. As you get older, you need the space. You yeah. need the time. You need all these things yeah. to take care of them. It's it's a hard hard situation, man. Yeah, it's we, a hard situation, dude. Yeah. That's why I don't want to get old. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, no, that's I really, my number one fear. I I don't. I'm fine with getting old. I don't want to be in a position where I can't take care of myself. Oh yeah, where I have no sovereignty. I I I, I just that would just drive me crazy. My, like. Yeah, like you know, just just Saad, let's make a we'll make a we'll make a pack. We kill each other. We kill each other <laughs> at the eight. And what what do you think? Forty? Uh, twenty eight. <laughs> twenty eight. Oh. Wait, oh, oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. You time? got a year and a half. Wait, I'm gonna die first. <laughs> Who's gonna kill you then? <laughs> oh, no. oh no, I'm gonna come back from the grave. I'm gonna oh, Peter Dinklage man. come kill you. <laughs> oh, Peter Dinklage will come oh. kill me. I won't see him coming. 
Oh my god, that kind of takes me to uh, this article I found. Ooh. You know, I, I did a little bit of research. Um, but, and by research, I was just scrolling down my newsfeed. <laughs> After the, the cat memes. After the cat memes. Um, and the name of the article is The Cryonics Industry Would Like to Give You the Past Year and Many More Back. Excuse me. First of all, Saad, do you know what cryonics are? I mean, cryo, cryo, freeze is something cold. Something cold. Something cold. So the subtext is the business of cryopreservation, storing bodies at deep freeze until well into the future. I'm sorry, what? Got a lot more complicated during the pandemic. How so? <laughs> so first of all, let's discuss the topic in general. Uh-huh. So it's crazy to me. It's crazy because currently there is not technology to restore life animation yeah. to someone who's it's called like suspended animation like yeah, somewhat yeah. like high, like hibernation or whatever. There's no technology to There's do no that. kinetic energy because it's no, absolute, yeah, yeah, absolute zero. Yeah. yeah. There is nothing to restore their life force, basically. Yeah. You can get them in there, but it's like, fuck, what yes. do I do? No, exactly. So that's what these people are doing at these like these crazy like private firms. They're literally paying millions of dollars. Just freeze them. And they're hoping that somewhere in the distant future, they will be thought out, for lack of a better term. It doesn't seem particularly well thought out. Oh, they'll get it. They'll, no, exactly. It's literally pushing off your, your problem for the future. Oh, my God. So if Nana or Grandpa is, <laughs> is too much of a burden, and you got some space and your cooler in the garage, you know what to do. My kids will take care of this. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. So what, what about the coronavirus made this more complicated? I think it's just like the upkeep. You know, I think, uh, and like the wait, the wait, are do they have bodies right now? Yes. Oh, no, no, this is actively a thing. They have no. freezers and fourteen. You know, it's it's insane. It's insane. Who the fuck signed up for this? Just rich ass people who just want to live forever, dude. Oh uh, yeah, no, it's definitely a rich pe- person thing. Yeah, it's it's I I have too much of an ego to accept death. It's insane. How much would you would you try that? Okay, let's say that the technology is guaranteed. Yeah. That you were guaranteed to come out, and you get to pick the date or general time frame. Let's yeah. say decade. Would you do this? Oh, oh no. <laughs> I, oh no. When, when people like pose that type of like uh, powers thing or whatever to me yeah. or like special abilities, and they say immortality, I, I say no every yeah. single time. Like immortality, seeing everyone around you die and that yeah. type of stuff, and living forever, yeah. and like the aspect of the future. Also, keep in mind, like we've we're, we've destroyed our planet. Oh yeah, that's we, true. We've completely destroyed our planet. I don't want to live until twenty one hundred. That fucking sinkhole in, in Florida was partly a function of climate change. Oh, a hundred percent erosion. Yeah. That yeah. type of shifting water patterns, irrigation in, in you know in the Gulf. I mean, Miami probably won't even be there any, in a hundred years. South Beach, no, <laughs> no South oh, Beach. Oh no, <laughs> the ceviche, the ceviche, it's the gone. Ce- oh fuck, that's the greatest loss. I know. The 100%. the the Arab people who are like burning in Syria right now. <laughs> I don't care about that. Oh, I just care about my street food and the nice gentrified street art what in urban Syrian art. street food. There, I just gave you Sophie's choice. Fuck. It's it's like the blue talking red talking. It's like a purple talking. The best of both worlds. <laughs> the best, yeah. <laughs> oh man! So let me read you a paragraph. Uh huh. Max Moore. Also, this guy's chaotic evil because guess how he spells his last name? M O U R. No, M O R E. Like just Moore. <laughs> <laughs> like what the Max Moore? <laughs> yeah, like 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 someone just wants more out of him. More. Maybe he's compensating for something. I don't know. More Max. <laughs> more Max. The 57-year-old former president of Alcor said that the damage caused by this patient's straight freeze, basically what they did, they improperly froze the dude 
they didn't even do the proper protocol, could probably still be repaired by future scientists, especially if there was only limited damage to the brain, which is often removed and stored alone in what is known in the trade as neuropreservation. There's a lot of qualifiers in that. <laughs> probably... Can you just imagine? Like, I'm in research right now, and like, if I'm, I'm just fucked up. And you know what? I was like, you know what? That's a problem for future Jonah. The damage will be, look, the, at, at best, $1,000 worth of damage. Don't worry about it. 1000 You know, that's whatever. You guys will figure it out. It's, but the, the context is, it's not even going to be solved by me. It's going to be solved by, like, three generations ahead of me, and you're hoping that happens. The only thing you're supposed to do is just get this one part right. <laughs> And like, they can't even get it right. Like, the project plan is explicit. Like, okay, there's two parts. I don't do the second part. At least do the first part right. <laughs> They're putting a lot of the onus on these okay, future scientists. I, I will cook. You just get the fucking pasta. This is how our moms feel. Oh, no. My mother doesn't even let me in the kitchen. <laughs> she knows. She knows I would she do knows. this. She knows. She's, like, She's the fu- present and future scientist <laughs> in this scenario. Saw to ask for rigatoni, and you brought me Tostitos. <laughs> I, well, I don't it sounded vaguely Italian. Yeah, yeah. Tosito. <laughs> Tosito. It's a character in uh, The Sopranos. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, it just is insane to me that people are signing up for that and wasting a huge amount of money and stuff. Because a lot of the things that they're saying is that not they're like assets and they're like debts aren't even, aren't even settled by the time they're frozen. Mm. So imagine being like a debt collector and, you, and you're given like an address and you're like, you just look up like a liquid nitrogen container. <laughs> Fuck. Well, shit. <laughs> well, shit. Uh, you, there's interest for this. You know that, right? Talk about liquidating someone's assets. Am I right? Speaking of tech. Speaking of tech. Let's talk about our good friend, good Mr. Friend. Elon Muskie. Hey, he's a patron of the podcast. I'm smelling pretty Elon Muskie right now, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is disgusting. Oh, my. Did I ever tell you about how my dad, when I was younger, he had this deodorant that in the scent was just called musk? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where his fortune came from. <laughs> Well, that's what the family is called. Must you know how like gel deodorants they have like that somewhat appealing color like yeah, yeah. like blue or green uh huh uh-huh. or like just clear was this brown it was brown oh it was just like a brown like vaguely tan deodorant I smelled I was like only your father would do that oh no he he's a bizarre man he just <laughs> what, what? this is a person who he sprints in place to hit his step count <laughs> and he still plays wee boxing. Bro, and his, the, his Wii Fitness score has not budged from 21 in the last 10 years, dude. My man. We're talking about immortality. I think my I think someone has found it. I, th- I think I think he found the Necronics department. He's like, once the tech gets there, I want to be in there. <laughs> oh my god. I have a god co- my dad. I, Oh shit. I have, I'm God Noth. <laughs> oh shit. Wait, am I am I allowed to use your dad's first name on this? Go ahead. Okay, man. I just uh, whatever. I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so back to our good friend Elon Musk. Yes. There's a lot of um, talk about him in general. I'll just lay it out here. I think there's like a kind of sycophancy around him oh, and huge, adulation of him. Huge. It's, it's v- bizarre. Something you weirdos, mm-hmm. and if you take that personally, then that's your fault. Yes. Um, there was something that you probably haven't heard about was this massive bombshell report that came out last week about the labor conditions in a Fremont Tesla factory, Fremont's a city in California. Mm -hmm. What happened was Tesla from 2013 and 2016 had the highest number of auto factory related injuries out of every company by, by a significant margin. Okay. And then in 2016, they could proudly say, we've brought it down to the average. Oh my God. That wasn't even true. Are you serious? That's not because what happened was, it's about how you label injuries and accidents. 
basically a work-related injury has to be something that results in either having your work limited, going on uh, leave, mm-hmm. or going on... Um, there's another qualification. I forget oh. exactly what it is. Though. I can see where this is going. Yeah. And so basically what they ended up labeling a lot of these, which was often a function of like inhaling the gas and the fumes from the adhesive that you work with. Yeah. The stress that comes with lifting heavy objects over your shoulders for like 12 hours a day. Because a lot of these, uh, these uh, factory line workers work like 12 hours a day, six days a week. Oh, my God. A lot of these injuries were related at were, were labeled as personal injuries unrelated to work. Yeah. Because technically you can make the argument that they had something kind of going on and it was not 100% of work that this happened. You can't 100% prove this was only going this to happen because of work. That's what I'm talking about with these, that legal bullshit, yeah. man. Le- the law is, is a cipher. Yeah. It's a template. Yeah. Whoever has the most power can actuate what direction it goes in. Throw enough money at the problem, it'll go yeah. away. So basically, if you actually, because a lot of the safety leads from Tesla were saying, like, this is, we're under reporting. This is illegal. We're going to get in trouble for it. And also just like the moral part of it, where like, I'm literally seeing people I work with, like, live horrible lives. But they can't, like, stop working because also you don't get paid that much at Tesla. The, um, this guy, Richard Ortiz, who tried to start a union drive at Tesla, mm-hmm. He made the point that I used to work at UMI, which is another automobile um, like parts manufacturer. They would make like 30 to 35 an hour. And for comparable work and with worse, with more severe hours, they would make 20 to 22 at Tesla. You're kidding me. It's like a 10 hour, $10 per hour difference. And I, that fucking adds up. On top of that, you're working far more hours yeah. with no benefits, no unionization, no nothing. And, oh, by the way, he got fired for trying to start oh, a union of course. effort. Of yeah. course. There was, like, a three-year battle where the United Auto Workers Association, like, had to, like, appeal for him. And Elon Musk appealed multiple times. He got a slap on this. All they said was, like, you have to delete tweets that were anti-union yeah. and just hire him back. That's it. That's all he had to do. Oh, my God. Um, but where was I going with that? But basically, they underreported the work conditions yeah. and the, the deaths from, not deaths, injuries. Well, probably deaths too in 2016. And it still hasn't really gone down. It's still like amongst the worst in that industry. No, so. man. I think, I think that's just is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it, it kind of like stems to the, just how big tech yeah. is just kind of also like um, converging with just like this, this great union problem mm-hmm. that we're having. You yeah. know, with the, how the Huntsville, Alabama thing with uh, Amazon. Yeah. Uh, how that didn't go through yeah. because you know about the huge amount of lobbying from the Amazon front about uh, yeah. like banning like unions and that type of stuff yeah. there i mean that's the only way to combat this mm-hmm. that's the only way to combat yeah. this and having someone who's pro union pro labor that type of stuff on yeah. on some type of policy side is the only way but the thing is like these huge private entities need to be you know you know yeah. actually regulated yeah. but that's the thing i i think that's the big that's going to be the biggest challenge of the, one of the biggest legal challenges of the 21st century is like, mm-hmm. how do you regulate big tech? Yeah. Because, you know, with the whole data aspect, we're, we're flying blind, man. We are. Like how you actually regulate. We, we went in people... very fast into this new avenue. Oh no. Of, it's of, it's of like the, the exponential growth in the tech, in the tech area is, is incredibly fast. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like you're not going to be able to regulate it as like as fast as you want, but yeah. the, but the timescales in between how you can regulate it in the legal aspect versus how fast it's being developed is mm-hmm. completely asymmetric. So, yeah, I mean, the, people are trying to, you know, regulate what you can say or not say. You know, there's a lot of antitrust suits against yeah. Google right now. Specifically, yeah. there's a lot of, you know, maybe people are saying, you know, maybe Facebook. I mean, yeah, Facebook will have to liquidate Instagram from its brand uh-huh. because of how, because, you know, there's huge trust issues with there. Yeah. Um, and then with Tesla, too, I mean, 
It's 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 crazy. No, it's it's crazy. But I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't be surprising to, to anybody. Like it's and a lot of this especially happened with like the Model Three. Like mm-hmm. the amount of production uh, productivity that had to have happened because of the Model Three production, which the entire premise of it from like a developmental standpoint was that it was supposed to be less taxing on the workers. But the reporting is still indicating that, like, no, like, workers, to meet demands, Mm -hmm. they still have to, like, get hands on. The assembly line is not going to put it out fast enough for that. Because they're not hiring enough. Right. If you hire more people, you can cut down the hours per worker, but that obviously that means they have to pay more. I think the non-standardization of their assembly line is causing so many issues. I don't know if you saw this, but they just recalled, like, 300,000 cars in China China because of a huge autopilot issue that they're having as well. I think there's, I don't know. But as you you were saying before we started, like, their business model is not even off the profitability of their cars. No, no. Do you want to talk more about that? So for people who don't know, and this kind of goes into some like history, like California legislation, but basically California had a huge smog problem, like in the 70s and 80s. Um, and I think some of that is owed to the geography of it. Like it's a far more, um, ele- there's a lot more elevation in California compared to other parts of the nation. So they felt like, especially with population density, they felt the effects of like pollution and automobile pollution a lot more. So even like big business and government, they went into like, look, people are going to leave. We need to have legislation to combat this. So basically they, they had the zero emissions act. I don't remember the exact word for it, but basically it mandates that every automobile manufacturer, a percentage of their automobiles that they sell, not produce has to be electric. So that's the key word. You have to sell a certain amount of electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. And so they recognized that the, at the time, the tech really wasn't there to make this like uniform. They had to scale it down. The promise would be that this will incentivize people to develop the tech and we can up that number over time. Yeah. But for smaller manufacturers, they gave them a little out because they're like, well, look, we understand you have more like strict financial obligations. They said, instead, if you overshoot that percentage, like let's say if you're supposed to have 10% of your cars sold as electric cars, if you sell like 20% of them, mm-hmm. you subtract 20 and 10 so you get 10 percent left over you get that back as credits yes as carbon credits and you can sell those credits yeah to other automobile companies they, they can substitute what they were supposed to sell yeah. with those the short of it is that's where a lot of tesla's growth came from it's not because of market innovation no. not because of any of that i mean tesla the founders of tesla when, it was not supposed to be Elon Musk. It was two other people who headed two other companies. I don't remember his, their names. They had the technology to create the electric cars, but Elon Musk bankrolled them. That's why he's a founder now. Mm-hmm. He, he's like the, the he has this, the main stake in ownership. He, he bankrolled him with Dogecoin, right? Yeah. <laughs> back back then, it was called Lassie Coin. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. We're anti-dog in this yeah, podcast we're anti-dog. now for reasons we can't disclose. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's basically where most of their money came from. It's not because of any fucking like, oh, like if you're like a Tesla head sycophant, I mean, be real about where like markets and right. profitability comes right. from. It's market innovation is exactly that. It's an innovation in gaming the market. Exactly. Not because of like an ingenious product. Yeah, no. And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of <laughs> almost evil when you think about it, because this, a lot of these, this whole idea of the carbon credit, I think came out of the Kyoto treaty mm-hmm. where basically you know, these, I think they're called Annex A countries or whatever, uh-huh. like first world countries, um, are basically saying you can only emit a certain amount. Yeah. Um, and, you know, big producers of carbon emissions that for, which I'm called for greenhouse gases that cause climate change, they are only allowed a certain amount of carbon. So that's where you talk about the carbon credits. Yeah. Um, so you say, I think one carbon credit is like one metric ton mm-hmm. of carbon dioxide produced by your company. Mm-hmm. If you exceed that, you're SOL. 
But no. if you are under that, which is basically what you were saying, yeah. you can sell your excess carbon, carbon yeah. credits to other companies, which yeah. th- will then allow yeah. them to, yeah. you know, produce more carbon dioxide. Yeah. So when you think about, you know, the idea of electric cars, for example, you know, the electric car doesn't have any carbon emissions, mm-hmm. ideally. So you're combating climate change. But yeah. <laughs> the company that's doing that is selling its rights to actually yeah. you know, emit that. And then what, you're basically you, subsidizing the the companies that are still not meeting those standards. Yes, yeah, exactly. And they're selling them at because yeah. these these companies are willing to pay a good amount of money. Yeah. So basically, because when you actually want to modernize your your supply chain, mm-hmm. your assembly lines, or whatever, costs a lot of money. Yeah, it's more expensive to do that as opposed to just like look, let me like float the bill exactly and go for that. No, but yeah, so it's, <laughs> you're, I, I mean, you know, if you look at the um, economics of it, you maybe if you look at the science of it, you maybe are netting positive with your individual carbon footprint. Uh-huh. But I mean, scientist after scientist will tell you that individual contributions to um, climate change mm-hmm. are purely symbolic. Yeah. Yeah. It's purely symbolic. I think some, there's like some t- statistic where like, like 10 or 12 companies are producing like 70 to 80% of the climate, yeah. the CO2 emissions in our, in, around the world. Yeah. So... You know, it's good. Do your, you know, eat vegan, Sod. Fuck no. I like, I like, okay, we just went for delicious kebabs. You tell me you're going to forsake those lamb chops? Maybe, well, you know, maybe once a week I can indulge in the meat. Do you want an impossible lamb chop? It's going to be impossible to eat. <laughs> like, Dude, don't hate on the impossible burger, okay. man. I, I like the impossible don't burger. Don't hate on the impossible I, burger. I savored that for a good 12 seconds before I gave it a verdict. I'm like, I was just munching on <laughs> that it. That was amazing. Like, that was amazing. I was like, he's either going to throw up or say it's good. <laughs> Oh God! I'm so sorry. This is the worst ASMR you're ever gonna hear right now. Oh God! No, that is not a. I'm just clapping cheeks. <laughs> we didn't. We did not bring in a camel. We did not bring in a camel. We can bring in cats. Oh no. Well, we can. Oh no, the forbidden ones. The forbidden ones. The lovely. Oh yeah, but yeah, with um, with the whole Eon thing. I mean, it also just kind of kind of buys into this culture of like how he's like this like tech savior mm-hmm. and like how he's just like i don't know i i actually don't really like it either it's, yeah it, it really it's it is but it is like fascinating because i think there is a general problem i think in like western culture and probably like in other parts of the world as well where we have idolization of people in positions of wealth and influence and power but elon he takes it to like 11 mm-hmm. like it's so much worse with him and in some ways that it, i find that interesting mm-hmm. because he generates a lot of flack and hate, like from like me, right? Like I fucking hate the guy, but it's it's still interesting to see like how much he can derive from people. Yeah, and I think part of that is owed to like just how bizarre of a personality he is, which yeah. I, I think it is. It's hard to deny. He's probably like a little bit on the spectrum. I think he's self admittedly on the spectrum. Self admittedly on the spectrum, and then people try to make that into like, oh, this is a win for people. It's like he, what is he doing with his position in the world? Yeah, I just laid out what he's doing, like with like with how he's running his factories. What yeah, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I, I don't like those kind of arguments. No, I, I don't like that argument. Wait a second. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, it's because he went on SNL and people were very proud that he was the um, first autistic guest star on SNL, uh-huh. which I don't even think that's true on its own terms. I think somebody else was like yeah. prior, but still, like that's not when you know who he is. It's like that's not something we should like. Mm-hmm be necessarily i mean like take it take it for what its own terms i guess but also contextualize like he's still also a billionaire yeah and he is a capitalist he owns like the 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 means and livelihoods of millions and millions and millions of workers yep so you know that's something to be mindful of (laughs) and and he's a baby daddy man he has seven different children with four different women wait i didn't know that yeah 
It's kind of like his dad. His dad had what? like three, four wives. Oh, and he God. he has a really bad relationship with his father. Really, his dad was very abusive. <laughs> his dad was a very bad person. He, you know what's weird about his dad? Yeah. His dad, like in interviews, his father takes his mother's story as his own, and people don't like really challenge him on that. He's like, yeah, my um, I think Elon Musk's grandmother or great grandmother was like the first chiropractor in Canada, like licensed chiropractor, and. Elon Musk's father like takes that lineage as his own, which is like, what the fuck are you? Why? He just seems to be a very strange person. Yeah, yeah, that's really, really strange. Yeah, it runs in the blood. Really, really strange. And, but I, th- I feel like I, I don't know how to how to really gauge that. But I think he also is like somewhat self-important as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh like, yeah. Like how he kind of just talks about his influence, and he's like a willing market manipulator too. Yeah. Which oh, is yeah. kind of, I mean, that's just. I, I know that's why the whole crypto thing is kind of crazy. Yeah. That's why it's such a volatile asset. It's like how he individually can, you know, swing mm-hmm. the percentage of a certain asset, which has, you know, like for example, Dogecoin, which has like 50 billion yeah. um, in like market cap and has, is like more valuable than a lot yeah. of like well-established companies. Um, he can swing the value of that yeah. like 50%. Which also speaks to the volatility of those currencies on their own terms. Yeah, exactly. As well as also like his undue power and influence. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, he, it's he's insane. like, take any tech, FinTech bro, tech bro, finance bro, Give them his position. That's exactly what they would be. Oh, yeah. Even in the article I was reading about the work conditions, one of the main complaints they had was, like, even the, just, like, the, the lining, like, the amount of, like, hazard. They didn't have any hazard tape or lining to indicate, like, this is a danger zone. This is where pedestrians should be. This is where auto workers should be, like, et cetera, et cetera. The managers literally said Elon does not like the color yellow. Like, it was weird stuff like that. Like, there is a very bizarre – he has a very specific aesthetic mm-hmm. that he likes, yeah. but that aesthetic is not – Productive to like a dangerous work environment. But a lot of those like uh, Silicon Valley like uh, CEOs are kind of like very um, quirky like that. Yeah. Though you've heard the stories of like um, Steve Jobs and like yeah. Mark Zuckerberg, how they wear the same outfit every single day to yeah. reduce cognitive load, so they yeah. can have the ability to be creative. That's a hell of a stuff. statement. I'm I like, were to say outfit. It's like I think you're just bad at fashion. Yeah. Like honestly, <laughs> like let's just call it for what it is, yeah. dude. Like you don't know how to dress. It's, it's a lot of self-aggrandizement. Yeah. It's a lot of mundane, oh silly behavior just yeah. to make yourself feel like no oh, action. So that was that was some very heavy stuff. Yeah. Some very. That I think was, we're gonna we're gonna tone it down a little. Let's tone bit. it down. I what I wanted to do with my um. Uh, I, I wanted to show my patriotism. I'll bring a little to, to show that we're non-threatening brown people. I wanted to say for this great country of ours, I wanted to bring a little bit of patriotism to the podcast. I wanted, but I also wanted to, you know, uh, uh, give a little um, a nod to my my origin as a spice lord. Mm-hmm. He is a spice lord. So I wanted to give Sot a blind taste test, and we made a quick allusion to it earlier of some takis. So. Takis recently has very much expanded their brand. They have these like sticks, which are like hot fries, if you know what those are. They have these chips, very much like ruffles, and they all what unites them is the Takis seasoning. But also, they released the blue Takis. Jesus fuck, these are disgusting. <laughs> these are despicable. I don't want to look at them anymore. So I want to see if okay. Mr. Mahmood can distinguish between the red Taki and the blue Taki. And I'm, I'm sorry ahead of time for all the lovely crunching ASMR that you're gonna hear. My oh, eyes are closed right now. Eyes are closed right now. Okay, so. Move, move the bowls away so I can, because one of them's closer to me. Move them around and shake them, shake okay. them around so I don't know which one is which. Okay, I am, I'm rearranging the bowls as okay. we speak. And Joe's gonna get, do this as well after me. I'm gonna do this as well after you to see if I can, if I can actually guess. Okay. okay, so Saad, I want you, I'm gonna place your hand in, in a bowl. Okay. I want you to take, take one of those. Okay. 
I'll move some water too. Okay. I like that sound. <laughs> hmm. We've just transcended into a culinary podcast. Okay. So it's very, there's an initial burst of acidity. Okay. Which is very triple talkies. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to put some water in your hand so you can actually cleanse your palate. Mm-hmm. Here, here you go. I have an idea of what that flavor is. Okay, now I'm going to place your hand in the in the second bowl. Okay, talkie number two. Use your mind's eye to differentiate between the talkies. Hmm. This one's got less sharp of a taste. Okay. Much less sharp. Now, I might just be coming off the other one. Okay. You can take a, I can, you can resample, but I want to see, can you tell which one was the blue talkie? Was the blue talkie the first one? Or was the blue talkie the second one? Let me try the second one again. The, the, the second, you want the second one again? Yeah. Okay, here you go. I need to be sure. Because I know what the first, I, I have a good sense. You're on placing the, a lot of trust in me. I should just feed you some <laughs> crazy shit right now. Well, I got hurt to get some in my mouth. <laughs> I should just give you a kiwi. <laughs> See, I'm glad I did that because the second time I went for that one, okay. yeah. the acidity is there again. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just my my tongue was like coming off the first one. Okay. It's reset a little bit more. But it's still not as sharp as the first one. Okay. So what do you think, Sod? Over, I'm going to fuck over my viewers right now. <laughs> so gross. Okay. <laughs> first one red. Second one blue. You are correct. Yes! <laughs> that was good, man. Oh. That was good. What, what was the key thing for you? The limey acidity of the first one. Okay. It was like, that's if you red. Okay. That has to be red. Okay. Okay. Dang, son. Now okay. it's Jonah's turn. Do you want to? Let's see if I can do it. All right, close your eyes. Let's see. I'm, I'm, my eyes are closed. All right. So I'm going to move the bowls around. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have your water bottle there. Yeah, right? it's right here. Okay. I'll okay. just put it on my left. All right. I'll just keep my hand. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put them both bowls on your right. Okay. <sighs> okay. Now, Jonah, give me your hand. Okay. Okay, let me. I'm tasting the first one. What are we feeling? Okay. Yeah, that's that's a more subdued taste. Um Interesting. Yeah, that's definitely more like <laughs> not to brag, <laughs> but I'm a bit of a spice master. <laughs> I've had a bit of talkies in my life. I'm going to say this right now, and I'm going to get it completely wrong. Uh, but yeah, that's that doesn't taste like a typical talkie. But let me let me try the second one. Let me um. Okay, reset. Let me reset. Hold on, I'm drinking some water. Okay. 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 Take my hand, my lord. Swirl your swirl your uh, tongue a little bit. Get it all out. I'm right. swirling my fingers. I'm swirling. He really was so awake. I was like, what the fuck? No. What is that going to do? Okay. He's got the second bowl. Mmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's easy money, baby. Second one's the red. First one's blue. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no. Like it, it's very, it's very easy. I'll, I'm kind of surprised. That's, that's pretty. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, the blue they really toned it down. They did. The red one's like the the. Okay, anytime I've had a taki, other than this blue one, mm-hmm. it always tastes like the red one, even though they're branded as different flavors. Like they usually say, like oh, oh yeah, lime. it's like nitro. Yeah, it's like this. This all tastes like just yeah. chili lime. The blue one does taste different. Yeah, it's worse. 
Yeah. It's much worse. Well, if you're a pansy. If you're a pansy. Maybe, maybe you could take You know, I think one. this is for, you know, the, the less inclined spice people in, in our world. This, I'm, for, this is for the babies. For the babies. This Reds for chads. Reds for chads. The B, B's for beta. For betas. For yeah. all the betas. Yeah, B's for beta, for sure. You know, liberals. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 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 You know what? I'm surprised there isn't like, I'm going to pitch this to Steven Crowder. I'm like, yo, did you, bro, did you know oh the my red God. is sharper? I, oh, my God. You and I'm going to get, I'm going to pay it for this. You really should. I'm going to start going lateral with Crowder. What if this is your heel turn to like conservative pundit Saad Mahmood? This is a stealth pitch. This to is like a the stealth right. pitch. You're going to be the brown Muslim Candace Owens that we need. We need one. We need one. We don't have a brown Muslim voice that is just I'm on just the gonna side. I'm just going to go to like to mosques and start eating pork in front of them. <laughs> oh my. And I'll be like, does this offend you? Does this offend you? And they'll just be like, no, but that's just like very bizarre behavior. That's bizarre behavior. Brother, like you, you just saw you for Eid. <laughs> You were praying here last week. What? What were you doing? You stole my shoes. You stole my shoes. That is such a problem. That is. It is truly. I don't wear nice sneakers there. That is ever. such a problem. I don't. You for, know, one of the first like conventions I ever went to, I was wearing some, some shoes, uh-huh. and they were like decent shoes. I got them from Kohl's. You know, they were looking nice. And immediately, brother, you can't trust us. I wish I had a non-average foot size. If I had massive feet or very, very, very tiny feet. Wouldn't be an issue. What's your foot size? 9.5? 9.5. 9.5. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm 10.5. Okay. So now you all know who's a red talkie, who's a blue talkie here. <laughs> who's a Chad, who's a beta. <laughs> well, I'm a blue talkie. I'm a little baby blue talkie, baby black blue talkie. I'm a baby. Oh my God. I also got the the chips, the talkies chips. Oh. So obviously for the taste test, that's it's, it should be the same flavor profile. As but a red one. As the red one. But... I, that doesn't really change anything. I'm just curious how it would taste in like a chip format. Are, are they like wavy chips or are they like Lay's? Yeah, like Ruffles. Interesting. They're like Ruffles. but with I, I would not have them. gone Ruffles type chips. I wouldn't have either. I would have done like Doritos. Yeah. But then that that's like so similar to Doritos at that point. I guess they wanted to like. But the fucking thing is, is a Taki is just a rolled up Dorito. Shh. Oh, I'm sorry. Nobody needs to know. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a 50% stake in Taki, the company. <laughs> You're gonna you're, you're gonna do this to me. Fifty <laughs> percent. I sold Dogecoin before it dropped. Oh my and god! I bought it all in Takis. <laughs> smart. Yeah. I Very mean, because they're gonna get so much mileage out of this podcast Honestly, with their seven man. views. Honestly, man, they're going crazy on social media right now with all their advertising. They have like like Charlie D'Amelio was in a was in a Taki commercial. Oh shit! Ninja from the for, like a Fortnite fame oh, was in a Taki commercial. It's incredible. Oh my! And they're they're crazy. That's for another time. But That's like, for another time. And another time will be had. I would love to have you on again, Jonah. Of course. Maybe man. we can do a, a little cute little three way. It was it was a pleasure. This was a wonderful was a delight. But you know, this has been Hot Pocket episode four. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> I man. like how I don't even. Know <laughs> shit. No. Um, so hopefully we'll have Jonah on soon again. Um, maybe I'll dox him and you can find his information. <laughs> <laughs> just drop my phone number, my address. Boom, there you go. Well, thank you so much for listening. Please share, rate us five stars on anywhere you find podcasts, and we'll see you next time. Thank Peace. you.